0: What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society.
1: The White House press corps is turning on Corinne Jean-Pierre, the Biden administration's worst diversity hire. Plus, Eric Adams is making abortion pills in New York City free. I will break all of that down. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, welcome back. The White House correspondents are in revolt. Against the awful diversity, higher press secretary, White House press secretary Corinne Jean Pierre, we have talked about Corinne Jean Pierre in her awfulness uh, ad nauseum here. But you know, first of all, let's just break down. O- okay, so. A White House press secretary is supposed to lie. That is the job. I am sorry. I said this to um, Sean Spicer's face one time, and he got mad at me. But it's true. The job of the White House press secretary is to spin. Um, It is to deflect. It is to obfuscate. It is to basically uh, promote and advance the propaganda of whatever White House uh, has power right now, right? So this happens in Democrat, Republican, White Houses. This is the job. And the most effective press secretaries do this job well. They they will sit there and look at these reporters with a straight face and lie to them because that is what they do. Now, White House Press, press Secretary Jen Psaki was actually quite good at this, okay? Uh, this was somebody that was calm, that was competent, that was authoritative, that you know, would call on Peter Ducey from Fox News, very rarely got into heated back and forths with people, even with Peter Ducey, who she kind of had to call on. They had to do this dance to where she knew that he was the only one that was going to ask her any real questions, so she had to present the appearance of objectivity and of, you know, this is a White House that is... um This is a White House that is honest and forthcoming with the press. We love the press, et cetera, et cetera. So Jen Psaki, for all intents and purposes, was very, very, very successful in this role because she was just very good at it. She was good at lying. She was good at – she was very quick on her feet, and she was good at not getting rattled, right? Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre, on the other hand, is just so fundamentally bad at this, you wonder how she got the job in the first place. Oh, wait, she got the job because she's a black lesbian. And it is not blasphemy to say this. This is what the, the problem with diversity hires and the problem with calling it out as a diversity hire is that the left will smear you as racist if you say that this is a diversity hire, yet and still, uh, they will do all of this PR and all of these tweets and all of this social media celebrating uh, this groundbreaking first black, uh, first lesbian press secretary, et cetera, et cetera, right? So they'll do this whole PR campaign about how groundbreaking this is and how amazing it is that, you know, they have picked a black lesbian to be uh, their propagandist, right? And so... When you think about Simone Sanders, now Simone Sanders had wanted that job forever, had been very open about the fact that she had wanted that job, did all of the dirty work, did what she was supposed to do, and still got passed over. So Simone Sanders left. You know she's uh, in the witness protection program over on MSNBC on the weekend, so she didn't have any part of this. So back to Corinne Jean Pierre, who is so fundamentally bad. Now she's even getting called out by the White House press corps, right? And the reason why, and I'm going to get into some of the stuff that these people have been saying about her soon, but the reason that these correspondents and, and these White House reporters, quote unquote, are not revolting is because number one, they're in this very weird place right now. They have all been completely exposed after the Trump years. So everybody knows that these people are unserious. Everybody knows that they're partisan hacks. Everybody knows that that they don't see their job as being journalists. They see their job as being... Uh, carrying water for the Democrat Party, right? So the Trump era exposed all of these people. So now they're in this very weird dance where they have to try to get all of their objectivity back. This is what are the appearance in the illusion of objectivity. This is where the entirety of the mainstream media is right now, from the moves that are being made at, at CNN to even the Joy Reid-Byron Donald battle that I told you about on MSNBC a couple of episodes ago. They have so thoroughly exposed themselves during the Trump years, now they have to present this objective front to, I guess, the new generation of whoever it is that they're trying to reach, and they want people to forget this stuff, right? So the reporters have to pretend that they're objective and that they're not Democrat partisans, and that requires the press secretary to sort of play this role with them, play this little delicate dance. Now, the reason why Corinne Jean-Pierre is failing right now is because she's being hit with a scandal that nobody saw coming and that she is obviously unprepared to deal with. That is the Joe Biden classified document scandal. It's a big deal. It gets worse and worse. And these reporters are being told by the higher ups that they have to start asking about this stuff, okay? And the reason that the higher ups from a lot of these corporations, whether it's NBC News or or, uh, ABC News or CNN or any of the other things, it's not about these people having any shred of journalistic integrity, okay? That was burned into the ground uh, and, and, you know, the ashes were buried during the Trump era. It is about the fact that Their long-term earnings are affected by this. These people see a lot of the voices on social media coming up. They're they're seeing a lot of these people with these incredibly large social media platforms, and, and their relevance is decreasing. The only way these people can think that they can get relevance again is by pretending that they're objective again, right? And so Corinne Jean-Pierre has to deal with this Biden classified document scandal because it is news, it is newsworthy, and journalists are are being told uh, these little hacks will do whatever the corporations tell them to do. And so they're being told that they have to be, at least pretend to be real journalists again. And and Corinne Jean-Pierre is not fit to handle this, okay? And so the propagandists that put her in this job thought that it was going to be very easy for her to deal... Uh, with the journalists, because this is the A team, right? And and everybody knows that you're supposed to protect Democrats and that Republicans are evil. They seem to not be playing this game. She cannot play this game with them. She's just not smart enough. She's just not good enough. Now, now, this is what some of the people are saying about her. This is the most recent edition of CNN's Reliable Sources newsletter, right? He spoke with more than a half dozen members of the White House press corps. And they have become increasingly frustrated with a press secretary who seldom, if ever, strays from talking points and is even providing false information. Surprise, surprise. Uh, The White House press secretary lies. Like, you know, yeah, news at 11. So she is arguably the least effective White House press secretary of the television era, said one unnamed reporter identified as a White House veteran. Another White House reporter told CNN, you just get the feeling that you're wasting your time and whatever is in front of her in the binder is all she is going to say, no matter how many times you ask the question, it is just a painful waste of time. Which is exactly what it is. I mean, look, the White House press briefings under Jen Psaki were televised. And in the importance and the relevance of this brief these briefings. You can connect to whether or not they're televised or not. You know, even Fox rarely goes to these briefings with Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's not good television, and she's just really, really bad at this. Now, compare this to... And say say what you want about Kaylee McEnany. This is somebody that knew how to do that job and was brilliant at it. And those... Press conferences were you cut like when you were doing live television during the Trump era, and a Kaylee McEnany press conference came on. Like they were going to that press conference, okay, because that news was going to be made because she was just so good at it. Um, and KGP is just not good at it, okay. And this is the problem, and in this is a fundamental weakness of this administration. I think I we talked a couple episodes ago about um, you know diversity hire Mayor Pete, who had no relevant experience, and now he is the transportation secretary. And there is one transportation related disaster after another in this era. So this is what happens when you place people that are not qualified. In these positions just because of immutable characteristics. They fail. They fail publicly. Okay? So even with the woke left, what do you think is going to be the first thought for anybody, even on the Democrat side, um, that is going to put a a black girl in this role? They're going to look at Corinne Jean-Pierre absolutely failing. Look at our diversity hire Vice President Kamala Harris, who is an absolute abject failure. And you know how you know that somebody is really failing? You know when somebody's really failing when even the propagandists on the left do not rush to defend them. None of these people rush to defend Kamala Harris. None of these people rush to defend Corinne Jean-Pierre. And none of these people rush to defend Pete Buttigieg because Buttigieg because everyone knows that they are bad. And so when there are diversity hires that are not qualified for these roles, and they are put in these roles because of immutable characteristics, and they fundamentally fail, it makes things that much harder for the people who actually are in these groups and are qualified and can actually execute the job well. And that's the fundamental point. So Corinne Jean-Pierre is failing. There probably will not be another black female press secretary for quite some time. So you know that ladder is, is going right up with her. Pete Buttigieg is failing as transportation secretary. They're, they're likely not going to have another gay diversity hire on the left. Kamala Harris is an embarrassment as vice president. Oh, she's the first. Sometimes she's South Asian. Sometimes she's Black. She celebrated Kwanzaa. But then she's you know, sharing photos from in front of the Christmas tree on an Indian garden. Nobody knows what is going on with Kamala Harris. So these people are object failures. And so this is a lesson not only to the left, because, mind you, um, left, the left and Democrats, they're, they're starting to get the memo about all of this stuff. And when they're out of power for about a decade, they'll, they'll start seeing how much they failed by doing this. And they're going to stop listening to the woke warriors on Twitter um, that are pressuring them to hire people because of immutable characteristics. So the worst thing about diversity hires is that when they fail, everyone loses. And that is what we're seeing right now with Kamala, with Mayor Pete, and with White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is literally failing and imploding in front of our very eyes and is not even entertaining while she's failing. She's just boring. All right, Problematics, coming up, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is offering free abortion pills at city-run clinics. Oh, yes, that is a real thing. And if you live in New York, that is where your tax dollars are going. I have more for that after the break.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? In my dentist's office. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW through prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the truth podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple,
1: Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Problematics, welcome back. Have I told you uh, recently how happy I am that I do not live in New York full-time anymore. I'm going through all of my stuff to, to get my residency down in Florida and all of that stuff. One of the reasons that New York has has lost its luster, one of the reasons that New York is so bad is, is number one, that you are taxed half to death. This is, I call it the socialist state of New York, okay? And so now, it, just a, a nuttier and nuttier story comes out every single day. So now, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is offering free abortion pills at city-run clinics. Yes, he didn't. This is something that he is uh, excited about. Okay, this is something that they're actually really excited about. They, they they think that this makes them progressive. They think that this makes them uh, forward-thinking in the nation. So, so this is what he announced, and, and this is coming from Breitbart. Adams laid out his plan to make the city even more pro-abortion than it already is, which includes allowing four city-run clinics to offer abortion pills free of charge at locations in Queen, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. Currently, the city's 11 health and hospital locations offer medication abortions. According to the NBC report, the city hopes 10,000 more women will be able to end the lives of their unborn children by having easier access to medication abortion, okay? So, you know, there's a couple of different things that are going on here. I think that there's two different ways that that we can look at it. It is the morality argument about abortion. And, you know, for me, I have always said, and I have been very clear about this Problematic. you guys know how I feel about this, I am... Pro-choice through the first trimester. That is how I've always felt. I've talked ad nauseum when uh, I've done entire episodes on abortion that the vast majority of my female friends that are conservative-leaning Pretty much are are in line with that. As are the majority of Americans. The majority of Americans, when this issue is polled constantly over decades, over and over and over and over and over again, the support for abortion drops precipitously after the first trimester. So technically, uh, offering free abortion pills is you know, uh, 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 technically offering these pills is going to maybe you know lessen the actual abortions that are that are that are being performed right the question that i have about this and the issue that i have about this is not about morality per se because you if if we have not noticed uh at this point you cannot legislate morality okay you you just can never do it The question that I have is somebody that lived in this city for over 12 years and paid ridiculous amounts of taxes, okay? Even back when I wasn't making a whole lot of money, you're still taxed to death here. Living in New York. It like honestly, even if you are a forty to sixty thousand dollar player or a sixty to hundred thousand dollar player, you are still getting taxed. When I first hit six figures a while ago, like I when I first started making a hundred thousand dollars, this was maybe like six or seven years ago, I was so excited because I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I'm I'm this is the six figure dream, and I'm finally at six figures, and I'm making it, etc., etc. That paycheck. After all of the taxes and everything like that, it's about $5,000 a month, okay? And so when you live in these cities, whether it's New York, whether it's California, whether it's any large city in the nation, you are, as a middle class person, you are taxed to oblivion for crap like this. You are taxed to oblivion for people like New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who has been running for president uh, ever since he took the office of New York City Mayor, which he's not doing a great job at, by the way. You're being taxed into oblivion to pay for things like abortion pills, to pay for things like uh, the money that is wasted on the homeless situation here in New York City, to pay for things like the Thrive New York City Mental Health Initiative that former First Lady Shalane McRae got apparently $700 million from the city to go towards, and nobody can find any of that money. That money disappeared into thin air. It is ridiculous, okay? So it's not only the quality of life issues that are driving people out of these cities, and now even you have um, Governor Kathy Hochul basically begging people to come back to New York State because anybody that makes any kind of money is fleeing. And so let's talk about economics. Let's talk about this level of money here. Because when you live in one of these states or one of these cities, if you are at $100,000 plus, you are very much working class in these places, particularly right now with the economy in the way that it is right now. So you're very much working class. So these cities and these states are becoming more and more about the super wealthy and the super poor. If you are ultra wealthy in a place like New York City you're not thinking about any of this stuff because the wealthy have tax shelters LLCs they have the best um accountants etc 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 they have nothing but the best so they're not going to get hit by this stuff all that much even though they will mind you and if you are broke if you are super poor if you are basically living in the version of poverty that we have in America, and especially in these larger cities, uh, which is by the way not really poverty at all, uh, there's ultra low cost housing. There's Obama phones. There's SNAP and WIC and all of these other other things. So it is more advantageous sometimes in New York City to just not work at all and pop out a couple babies than it is to be working. At a Dwayne Reed or a Target or the KFC or whatever, even if you're making the the minimum the minimum wage in the city, which I think is twelve, thirteen, uh, maybe even fifteen dollars an hour, right? It is literally more advantageous for you to not work because somebody else's sweat and somebody else's tax dollars are going to be subsidizing your life. They're going to be subsidizing your poor choices if you need to go to the clinic and get free abortion pills. They're going to be subsidizing your groceries. They're going to be subsidizing your housing. They're going to be subsidizing absolutely everything. And this is why even mid range owners, or excuse me, mid range earners, are moving out of these cities. It's not just quality of life issues. You know, we talk a lot about the crime and the trash and the The homelessness and all of that other stuff. And that is a part of it. But the reality of the situation is if you're like me and you can, you know, you can come get what you need from these cities and then leave after four or five days, which is what I do. I'm very open about the fact like I come to New York City for about, you know, five, six days a month. I'll do my little Fox, I'll see a couple of Broadway shows, I'll see my friends, I'll go to a couple of events, uh, go have a couple of dinners, and then I'm out. I'm back to Florida. It's the only way to deal with these places nowadays. And now that I am in a, in a certain bracket and I'm earning a certain amount, I certainly don't want to you know, have my tax dollars being, paying for abortion pills. The last time I did my taxes in New York City, they were completely insane. Uh, the New York State taxes that I paid were 50% of my federal taxes. And I pay because, you know, I'm an an independent business owner and and I have the LLCs and and all that other stuff, right? So I'm not W-2'd anywhere. And that stuff matters. And this is why even mid-range earners are leaving these cities because they can't afford it. You can't afford not only to live here, but you can't afford um, to be taxed out of the nose to pay for things like abortion pills, It is completely insane. And Eric Adams, and this is where all of these cities are heading, by the way, they are not going in the other direction. Eric Adams is not a move um, towards any sort of moderation or or any sort of conservatism in governing the city. He is a liberal through and through. And this is why anybody that does not share those values needs to leave these cities. It is one of the main reasons that I am—I made the decision to to be completely done with living in New York City. And by the way, this is not just New York City. Uh, this is Austin. This is LA. This is Boston. This is San Francisco. This is DC. This is Philadelphia. This is Detroit. This is any city, though any of the once great cities in this country that these people have spent the last forty years destroying. And then if you are if you have any kind of earning potential, they just can't wait to tax you and then tell you if you don't like it, leave. And then once we leave, they start begging us to come back. I'm sorry, New York, I'm out, and I'm out for good. All right, Problematics, thank you so much again for joining. As always, you can catch me on Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on iHeart Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.